Yo, this is your boy Skinny Calves on the mic right now. Uh, just telling you, checking in, saying, "Hey, how's it going? What's been what's been happening? You've been sharing the podcast. Have you been listening to this for free? Listening to my brain and my mind, and not sharing for friend because you want to keep me to you want to keep me to yourself. You want to keep me to your car ride and not share that with anyone else because you might hear some gins and you don't want anyone else to live that good life. I'm not saying that that's what I can do, but maybe I can. Who knows? Anyway, I uh, appreciate all of you who are sharing the message a little bit about what's been going on here. Um, a little bit more. Let's get this growing. I'm thinking more and more. Like now that my season's ending, I'm thinking let's get this. Let's get this baby humming. Let's get it absolutely growing because the content is the content. The content will always be the same. Uh, there'll kind of be you know, like evolutions based on where my energy is at with it. But I truly think we can grow this into something huge and, and make a huge community. I've always believed that. It's been two and a half years of doing this, uh, and yeah, there's just a, a good group behind us. So if you can, please share your favorite episodes. Please share any of the episodes that resonate with you. And I'm not talking just on social media. I mean, like, you know, go tell someone about it. Go share some of the wisdom from it. You don't have to say that it was from me, but just say, you know, just go share it. Uh, it's all about the life that it grows. It's all about the life that it has, and it's all about being able to pass that life on. So we're about to get into this episode. There's a lot that we're going to cover today, but I'm going to keep it very, very short because of the time that we have. But anyway, here we are. Let's make it happen. It really does not matter how frantic I am prior to that little music playing. As soon as that comes on, Alicia Keys got me, you know, keeps me safe makes me feel like this is the reset this is this is everything that we're we're getting into and the reset is what this is all about and I think it's reset in terms of location but it was also reset in terms of social media uh, and stuff like that so that's what we're going to get into but before we do I have a beautiful poem here nice short and sharp just like me except I'm barely sharp I'm blunt uh okay <clears throat> the me you see is the same me I project the me that's free is the me I protect too much of me is being given away and interpreted in ways I never meant to portray. I can only be this me for me to stay safe and that inconveniences the same people who promised it'll be okay. People want your time and your energy so much so, uh, so much so that they'll set up a pyramid scheme with your soul. And just as you're about to get that white BMW, you have one more payment to make and that's the rest of you. And that is from the beautiful Arben Neutral, the climate activist who is also talking about the climate of their soul, the ozone layer that goes straight to their personality. And obviously, a lot of you would know that Arbon was one of the big pyramid schemes coming through. Uh, and pyramid schemes are something I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time, but I guess just like the pyramids and aliens, uh, people don't like to admit that they are believers in them being pyramid schemes. They just see them as business ventures uh, and never really want to get into it. So that is the young Arbon Neutral obviously a play on carbon neutral uh, which is something we are aiming for here in Aotearoa by 2040-ish um, but yeah that's that's a poem that I think resonated with this episode and where we wanted to be is what I've noticed <clears throat> recently is because of this podcast and this is just me I'm not doubting anyone like if you're listening to this and and you are you know someone that it sounds like I'm talking about you you're probably not because you're still listening to this I'm talking about you know people some other people who want stuff from me. So uh, where this begins is that 
you know, I put this episode out, I put these episodes out, and a lot of people are listening. Uh, some people are talking back, some people are pretending that they have a conversation going on with me, uh, and that's beautiful. That's what I wanted it to start as, but now it's kind of gone beyond. It's like when I was talking to Sarafina, and she was talking about, you know, back and forth dialogue with people until her followers started getting a little bit more and more and didn't end up knowing who she was. Um, and what happens is people, you know, they take you out of context. If anyone knows me and if anyone's been listening to this for a long time and they know, you know, what I'm about and all that sort of stuff, everything that, that I speak about, you can hear the evolution. You can hear uh, where I've grown, where I've come from and the kind of thought process that I have when I go into different things. Um, and But also because I put myself out there for free, uh, I put a lot of the content out and it sounds like I'm, I'm sharing all of me. A lot of people automatically think that they know me uh, and that they have immediate access to me. And there have been times where I've said, reach out if you need to. But, um, you know, it's kind of got to a point where I think people think they can, they have this immediate access to me. And this is beyond the people who, you know, obviously are my friends and, and are able to because I always say that I'll be there for them. But then when you're using, you know, me saying that I'm about this all and then using that against me, um, to be like, you know, you say you're about this, but you like, I'm just like, I'm protecting myself. I, I have to be this way. I can only give so much of myself, um, like, because that's what's going to keep me safe. I can only give out all of this sort of stuff. Um, if I feel like it's something that I can control. Uh, so I didn't feel like I had to, <clears throat> you know, I never really felt like I was in a position to be able to, you know, to have to have to say this stuff, but you know, just for all of you who are listening and, and all of you who do ride along with me, you know, it's, it's, um, I do end up, I do spend a lot of time trying to construct the way that I say things so that it's like I'm keeping myself safe because I have to come on weekly. I have to sit with people and share their stories as well. Um, so that's not where like, you know, I don't want to be a downer or anything like that, but I'm just saying, um, you know, it'll be, it's something that I've noticed recently. And the reason I noticed it is because I decided to have a little reset. And my reset, you know, coming into the new year, or the Māori new year, sorry, uh, and just thinking about, you know, how I'm going to go and, and reflect on this next, you know, the past year or so. I'm not going to reflect on all of it, uh, but what I needed to do to be able to see where, where my reflections are going to go is I needed to get out of the place that I was in, you know. It's hard to... It's hard to see how deep the hole is if you're like still looking at where you're digging. You know, you can't see the forest for the trees, as some would say. We actually say that about our research papers a lot. Like, we just don't see the big picture anymore because we're so ingrained in it we're so close to it we're, we can't you know we need to give it away for other people to see or we need to get away from it for a little bit to come back to it with fresh eyes so what I did was I was I booked you know just two days to just to go back to Wellington I uh, got to see my family and friends um, and I just kept it low-key like I didn't tell anyone I was going I didn't share it on my stories or anything and that's something you probably noticed if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook is I don't share anything anymore I uh, just share the episodes that are coming out but I'm, I'm just trying to keep to myself for now uh, because I don't need any more external stuff coming in uh, I do find that it you know kind of changes the way that I feel about things or, or it takes up a bit too much of my energy. Uh, so that's something I want to get into a little later in the episode when I'm talking about, you know, controlling social media, uh, because that's where I found the biggest reset was me getting out of this environment that I'm already in, but also changing my digital environment uh, so that I can, you know, actually feel like I'm me again. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I went on the plane <clears throat> and it's the first time I've caught a plane for maybe, maybe two years. 
I didn't catch a plane all last year. Yeah, because I've been driving everywhere, and I've been driving ev- everywhere basically so that we could have a car wherever we were. Uh, but yeah, catching the plane was was something else. Like I, I, I just forgot how to do it. I was asking like, "Do you need to do this? Do you need to do this?" to to my flatmates and stuff before I went up, and they were just like, "No, it's like it's just like it's always been." But like like it's always been. It's been a while. And when I was walking, you know, there are some people who probably, you know, they have. It's, it's weird because you can be in a place and you can have someone as anxious as me to fly and you're walking next to someone who's probably, you know, he just flew in this, this morning and is flying out that evening. He's chill. But then you've also got other people who are, you know, anxious about it too. Like, what do I do? Do I have to take my shoes off? Like, am I going to make it? All that sort of stuff. Uh, and I don't want to talk about airports too much, but airports are the most fascinating place to be able to see multiple different walks of life, all trying to cooperate together uh, to get to some sort of place. So uh, my my flight up, I started looking around, just being like, "Wow, I I don't know how to do this anymore. Like, I'm just going to act like I'm fine." And I just you know realized in that moment there was probably a bunch of us in that time who's just like, "Okay, if I just do what everyone else is doing, you know, just try not to make a scene, try to just do what you know, follow the steps and stuff, then people will think I'm fine." And that's how a lot of us go through life is like we could be in the midst of the most anxious people next to you. And how many times, you know, have you told someone that you suffer from anxiety or that you suffer from something or like you have low confidence in something? And they'll always say, oh, man, I never picked you to be one of those people. And that's just because I think we've gotten to a point where a lot of us just kind of hide it and we don't you know, express it or talk about it too much. And I'm not saying that you always have to talk about it, like talk about it often, or some people are really, really good at controlling it and maintaining it and looking after themselves. But yeah, it's just, it's just interesting that that's how, you know, that's where we're at. That is where we're at. And when I was at the airport, man, on the way up, fine. It was, it was no problems at all. Um, And okay, this is, this is more for the New Zealand demographic. And this is more just like interesting, like things that I just, this is where my brain goes when I'm on the plane. But man, like, I don't know what it is. If, you, if you're listening to your music and all that sort of stuff and you're watching that stuff, but like, we have a quiz. We have a quiz on the plane. And I don't know what it is about my ass, like my dumb ass who just looks at them and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do this quiz and I'm going to remember all of these questions so that if, if it ever comes up uh, in, in multi choice or if it ever comes up in a conversation, I've got this. You know, like I'll remember uh, to whip it out at a party that do you know human uh, female houseflies have larger wings than males on average? Or Mount Everest to the nearest kilometer is about nine kilometers. So yeah, you know, that's the stuff that I remember now. That's the stuff because I was, I was, I saw it on the quiz. And to be honest, it never, I never remember this stuff. Like to be able to go back on those two and remember it, I'm just like, oh damn, not bad. Um, And on the snacks, cookie or no cookie, the two people that I sat next to got nothing. They just got a water and they didn't get it. And I'm always just like, man. When I was growing up, you'd always get your money's worth, you know, like if I was going to a nice place, it all started at Valentine's actually, the um, buffet place where you can go and eat as much as you want and what my you know, what my cousins used to say when they'd pay is they're like, oh yeah, this was $25 or, or whatever whatever the price was. So we'd price everything out that we were eating so we'd go through and we'd be like, okay, have you eaten your money's worth? And we'd just go through and I've always been like that because like I said, you know, like I did in the last episode, I was always talking about, you know, being financially, not being too savvy financially, so trying to you know just make sure that we're getting our money's worth so uh, when we even when we'd go stay at nice places you know I, w- I would stay up really late and I'll you know turn on all the lights turn them off use the different heaters and just try to stay there as much as possible because I knew how much money was going into it and I'm not sure if anyone else is like that but yeah the, anyway that's where my mind goes uh, but on the plane as well so it was the first time 
I was on it and I was just like, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. And you know, when you get above the clouds, and I just, you know, these are more analogies. I've got a couple of a couple of things that I had reflections of when I was on the plane, and you know, tell me I'm stupid or turn the podcast off if you if you think it's lame. But you know, pretty much, and I'm pretty sure someone has said this before, but I didn't realize that the clouds, or this is because I don't listen, the clouds and all that. Like once you're above it, you know, the clouds are the foggy stuff in your brain. But like once you're above it, there's actually there's actually not much going on. It's just blue skies. It's just nice and clear, and everything's pretty chill. Um, but in your brain, it's the same thing. You know, it's your perceptions of everything or whatever is actually happening that causes that. You know, the the grey, the causes the disgusting, um, and that stuff will pass at some point because that's you know once you get above it, you know it's no longer a threat. It's no longer a problem. Uh, but kind of when you're under it, it's kind of all that shapes your perception of of what the day is like because you're just like ah, it's so grey. Uh, but once you're above it, it's blue. So that was something that I was just like, wow, I. I listened to the pilot saying, yeah, and we'll fly to a, um, you know. So when they finally talk about how high up we're going to go and go through the clouds, I was just like, wow, that's a that's an interesting thought and it's an interesting reflection just to be like, wow, I, I've been on planes how many times and I've never really, you know, linked flying or linked that sort of stuff to what's happening in my brain and then when you'd come lower a little bit and you get to see you know what's going on and just how much is actually going on at one moment and just how you know selfless I think you start to feel when you realize that the entire world is always spinning so like in in any given moment you know you could see three different sports fields with sports teams happening I'm flying and at that moment I'm feeling like I'm the one who needs to get to where I need to go to Uh, But all of these cars are happening, there's houses, there's people living. There are so many different lives happening at once. And there are so many times where I feel like I'm the only one that matters. And I've just, you know, I think the more I get to step back and look at the macro scale of everything, I've just realized like I'm such a small piece in all of this. And everyone else is going through some stuff. And I just, it just reminds me to be compassionate and to continue being compassionate and to always have that um, empathy for other people because everyone's going through it and I'm not the only one that's going through it. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it was a nice reflection to have, you know, just to realize, you know, we're all going through this. Uh, We're all here. And because we're all going through this, you know, we all have so many blessings as well that that I continue to, to neglect. Uh, and I don't think about often. So uh, just to go beyond just one more time when I'm talking about this uh, this plane, on the way back as well, I think this just shows how far I've come in terms of my development as a human uh, and my development to kind of have some sort of temperament. But basically, there was a young lady. Uh, so our flight got, we had bad weather on the way back in. So we weren't too sure if we were going to make it or not. And there was a, there was a young lady uh, sorry, it got delayed, we had a new time, and then they said they would have a boarding call at 20 past uh, 9, so we got delayed by an hour, and they said there would be a new boarding call. That boarding call that they did there, it was a final call right away, because they needed to get people onto the plane. We were all in the security line, about to go through, they're like, this is a final call for uh, flight, blah, 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 to Dunedin, ding, 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 you know, and then we were going through, okay, so... There are a bunch of us in this line who need to go to go to Dunedin, and there's most probably you know going to be they're going to wait for most of us because there's so many of us in the security line, and pretty much everything that you could have thought of that would go wrong went wrong. So you go through security. There's the two like different things that your bags can go down before the security check. 
one of the belts had to stop because it just wasn't working. So already we're half the amount of traffic that can go through. Then this belt starts to be all like knackered and stuff and doesn't want to work anymore. There was one person in particular who was absolutely shitting the bed, so worried that they were going to miss the flight. Like they got frantic as soon as they heard the first final call. They're like, Dunedin, oh my gosh, that's my flight. And just like everything freaked out. And there was a lovely woman at the front who just like, who just, you know, kind of sacrificed her spot, knew she had a bit of time. She lifted the, the thing and she was just like, is anyone else going to Dunedin? A bunch of us were just like, yeah, we are. And she was just like, do you want to go through? And I just saw everyone else go through. So I was like, yeah, I might as well as well. It won't hurt anybody. Um, and then what happened was, you know, she, you look at everyone, the calm demeanor of most people who were pretty chill. And I was very chill. And I just, I don't know what it was. Like, usually I'm so I panic in those moments. I get to the airport or like so early just because I, I have so much anxiety around like, will I miss this? Am I going to be the one who gets embarrassed? Like just discomfort in general. Um, but when I was there, you know, I was I was so calm. I was just like, there's no way this plane's going to leave. And if it does, well, what's the worst that could happen? Like I was just so chill, you know, peace and love and kindness. Uh, and I was just like, okay, if this happens, it happens. But it is so funny that the person who's freaking out the most, the one thing you don't want to happen, like I don't want to miss this flight, if you keep saying stuff like that, like the worst stuff happens to you. So <laughs> I'm not saying this, this lady's a, a bad lady, but you know, the one who was like, oh my gosh, and started panicking in the line. So firstly, she had to take her boots off because they were above her ankles. Okay, that's the first thing. That stressed her out. She ran back. She threw, she threw, the, the, she threw the shoes on the tray. She's just like, oh my gosh, okay, is there anything else? And she like obviously didn't take whatever else off, so she had to walk back, put it back on, and like we just let her do her thing because we knew she was stressed and whatnot. And then all of our bags were coming out, and then so mine went through. It's all good. Boom. And the next one came through, it was all good, boom. She had rushed to the front of the line, like, I need to get this flight. Um, and then her bag stopped, and she was like, my bag stopped, like, just yelling at everyone. But, like, we we're all looking at it, like, yeah, it's definitely stopped. And then it gets pushed. It gets pushed through to the other side, you know, the other side where it's just like, we need to we need to check something in your bag, ma'am. And then they went, went through to the other side, and she... She just audibly, out loud, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss my flight. That, that's what she said. And then everyone's just like, we're all going to miss it if you miss it as well. So it's all good, lady. Um, but anyway, yeah, so she went down. I went through, got final called, got my name called, was pretty lit. Um, and then I went onto the plane and there was still a line waiting to get on the plane. And then people keep coming on. So it's just like, you know, everyone's now just like, she's so silly for stressing out. But, you know. I think it just says, says a lot about how far I've come. Or well, maybe I was only calm because I saw everyone else was calm around me. Who knows? But anyway, I got down here. That's two cookies in the bank. I usually keep them in my pocket and I give them away as a gift. But I got hungry, so I ate them both. Um, cool. I Yeah, so when I went home, I kind of reflected a little bit more on just this reset and what it's going to look like for me. Just, just conversations with my dad and... He was basically just telling me like, oh, so what's your day like? And I, I'd run through a regular day with him and he just said like, man, you're, you're busy. You're like, there's, there's a lot that you do. And he said, life is pretty full on. And I do, I don't like explaining how much I have to do in a day because I'm, you know, I'm content with it. I know what I'm doing and I don't say, oh, I'm so busy because a lot of it I've, I've signed up to do. A lot of it I've chosen and I, a lot of it I really enjoy, um, so I don't get into that battle. I don't get into that like I'm I'm doing this much. I'm doing this much. I'm so busy. Because like I'm busy doing stuff that I love. You know, if I if I was 
if I had more free time, I'd probably do exactly what I'm doing, but fill it with more things that look like hobbies to other people because this stuff is is hobbies to me. Uh, and I was just like chatting with that, and he was just like, so what are you actually doing for yourself? And I, I realized, I came to a realization then that I'm actually doing everything for myself. Everything that I am doing is because I love it and it's because I'm thinking about some sort of progression for myself. And I think that the external stuff, like the research that I do for my podcast, uh, therapy, all that sort of stuff is actually helping me. Like it's it's coming into my work, it's coming into my sport, and it's coming into forming me uh, or the next evolution of me. Uh, and part of that was my my use of social media <coughs> and just how like I've I've started realizing I'm a very passive user uh, recently. Like I kind of just see what's going on and. I've come so far again, like a lot of it was to do with my body and aesthetics and how I would look. Uh, And, you know, we know if we think about uh, social media, you know, there's the classic conversations about it's it's great for connecting community, but at the same time, it's an absolute nightmare of a place to be because there's a lot of comparison. So I just, I, I thought about that a little bit more and started thinking scientifically about it. Like, yes, we're connected, but there's pretty horrible things that have, that happen because we have so much of that connection. So if you're one of those people who are thinking about, you know, social media, and maybe this is something to have a reset. Maybe it is because I've decided, I actively decided that I wasn't going to post anymore. Uh, and we know that posting is the stuff that gives you that dopamine, it gives you the likes, it gives you the the, the attention that the stuff that makes you feel like you're a worthy part of our society. And it's the stuff that um, there's actually really cool studies on this stuff. Like I used to look at it quite a bit, um, but we know that you know it can cause body dysmorphia. We know that can cause political arguments a lot of the time and it taps into the evolutionary drive to love social interactions. Uh, and some of the studies that they were looking at were, um, you know, because there is the reward system. The reward system is letting you know that you are a valued part of society so you have a higher chance of survival. Uh, so what they did in the study is that they received compliments or they gave people compliments but then they also gave them or gave other people compliments while some people were watching them and they were saying that the difference between the 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 reward that they would get or like the that hit that they would get when they would receive a compliment versus watching other people receive compliments um, the 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 difference between the two in terms of the spike would show the intensity of how much they use facebook uh, so that's kind of to do with like you know you see other people um, getting praise as well, uh, but if you're not if you're not getting the same satisfaction from it, it's because you you know you're you're in that comparison mode. Now, what I think we need to get past is that yes, you cannot compare yourself to other people on social media because people are going to show their best selves on social media overall. But what you what you can do is understand that comparison is natural because comparison you needed to see you know what skills the different people have who is the best person for this particular job that worked when we didn't we only had like a small village of people you know we needed to know who had the different skills but now that we have so many different people across the world like in different social contexts from you that's when comparison can be a difficult thing so not many of us think about the socioeconomic implications not many of us think about the every day-to-day implications but we also tend to forget that we only share the best parts of ourselves as well on social media so that's just something to be aware of um and one thing that I found really, really quite fascinating in a lot of the reading that I was doing back in the day was that the people who are, you know, have an extreme propensity to be able to use social media and to be on it quite a bit uh, actually have similar decision making in terms of riskier decision making as people who th- uh, with those who are substance abusers or addicted to different substances. So 
when I stood back, you know, I was thinking more about my work life. I was thinking more about, no, this is part of my diet. This is part of changing my diet. And this is part of, of being able to set boundaries for what is going to make my life as great as possible. And I've realized that a lot of it is just, you know, not using social media as much or not taking it as serious. And I don't take it as much, as serious as, as I did back in the day. But also I'm getting a little bit older and I just don't really care about it whatsoever and I just think it's a piss I, I think it's a piss take I, I take the I take the mickey out of it but for some people it is a very huge part of their lives uh, and it's probably going to become a huge part of my life too when we become famous and I have like over 20,000 people um, listening in to what I have to say about airplanes so yeah I think it's a really good place for you know it's weird weird awareness or weird activism and advocacy I think I got to a point where I just like where people active like they're, they're using it for activism and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, are you really doing this for your, you know, because you believe in this or are you doing this because it's the cool thing to do? Uh, so that's something to be aware of as well. And yeah, I've just set boundaries. I've stopped sharing stuff. I've stopped reading my DMs. And this is comes back to the beginning of this episode when I'm just saying like, I get so many messages on my podcast page. Uh, and I, you know, I've just got to a point where I cannot engage in social in like discourse anymore uh, because it takes up a lot of my time and it makes me feel like a bad person. Because I cannot give a very good answer. So if I just like your comment, uh, or if I just say thank you, I uh, really appreciate this. You know, I, I appreciate your support. Um, that's all I can give at the moment. Uh, and so, in terms of my boundaries, a lot of it, you know, you're going to get weekly episodes from me all the time. If you, if there's something that resonates with you, sure, send me a message, but do not expect uh, a lengthy message back, um, unless you know you're one of my friends and you you have other ways to contact me as well. Um, so yeah, that's just where I'm at and I think this goes for a lot of people who are going to be listening to this and feeling like you're burnt out um, or feeling like you're tired, you know, just look at where you're giving your time uh, and that's something that you can cut from your diet, you know, a lot of people are starting to see that there's different foods that don't agree with them, just like I said, there's different things in terms of social media that don't agree with me either, either. and it's, this is all part of me reflecting and being able to turn into my best self, you know, to, to, to be be the best uh, me that I can be with everyone else as well um, so yeah I've really appreciated being able to come on this episode and, and just chat about where we're going in terms of my reflections for the new year the Māori new year I uh, love you all and I and I hope uh, we can spark some discussion as well but yeah as always please share some stuff uh, and just remember you know I'm only human there's only so much that I can do but enjoy this aspect of me that I give to you all so yeah take care and remember I've been neutral for Prime Minister